We uh, want to tell you about our sponsor. It's Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the Liberty Safe is the number one safe built in America, bar none. Their focus really is technology, innovation, and style, and it's made them best in class when it comes to home safes. Um, you can keep your firearms, your medication, uh, whatever you have at your home that is valuable, that you want to stay safe, you put it in a Liberty Safe. Wow. Liberty Safe um, has... Um, uh, has reinvented the fire seal to be able to make sure that your documents or your photos or whatever you have in your safe, safe from fire. They do all kinds of tests. You should check it out at LibertySafe.com. They just, like a two-ton concrete block they just dropped on a Liberty Safe didn't budge. It's amazing what they've done. It's the best-built safe in America. Buy a bigger one. Trust me, LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My gosh. Last night's Super Bowl was ruled by fear. It was ruled by fear. Come on, because it was boring as snot, right? Remember when people had the courage to have a wardrobe malfunction? Remember when people had the courage to do a commercial that was actually entertaining? Remember when the Super Bowl commercials were about frogs? Do you remember those good old days? There, uh, there were a couple of ads that were okay. That were okay. One that I thought was funny. One that was a real head-scratcher. But maybe, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. I begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. It is. Is it already the 4th of February? We're 10 days away. We're 10 days away from Valentine's Day. Uh, you're, you're racking your head. You're like, I don't know what to get. Blah, blah, blah. Well, 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Roses are a no-brainer. 1-800-Flowers.com uh, makes it really easy and economical. And if you order right now, you're going to get 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99. I know, it sounds fantastic, doesn't it? You can double it now to 36-stem Enchanted Roses. What the hell are the Enchanted? What are, what are Enchanted Roses? Oh, Bell. Bell when the last petal falls. Uh, Enchanted Roses for $20 more. It's an unbelievable offer now. 1-800-Flowers, but hurry. This offer expires on Wednesday. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak, shipped overnight. They're, she's going to love them, and they're enchanted. So order now. 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99 or double the roses for 20 bucks more. It is 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the radio code BECK. Order today. 1-800-Flowers.com. Radio code BECK. Okay, Super Bowl ads, the only reason why I really watch the Super Bowl. No, 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 not true. I watch the Super Bowl because it's a great time to get together with the family. We had a great time last night. Um, and we didn't really watch the Super Bowl. There's not. My wife is a bigger sports fan. Mary, my oldest daughter, and my wife are the sports fans 
Uh, she, my wife was the only one that cared. Patriots. The rest of us were like, I don't know. You take that team in the, the red, white, and blue, and I'll take the team with the yellow swirly things on the helmet. I mean, we really just didn't care. But you get together because it's fun, and you're hanging out as a family and friends, and the commercials. I mean, my daughter, again, who is the fan, uh, she started talking during the commercials. And I'm like, Mary, talk during the game. And she's like, what? I said, talk during the game. Tell me the game. Shh, quiet. Commercials are on. We watched the commercials. Then when we finished the commercials, we went back into the game, and I said, Okay, what were you saying? And she's like, it's the game, Dad. The game is on. So anyway, you watch them for the commercials. And, you know, normally Doritos and Carl's Jr., Chrysler. You know, there's an unexpected movie trailer. The movie trailers last night were freaking me out. All of the movies are like, okay, I don't want to see that one. But then the Washington Post pops up. With Tom Hanks. Now, for a minute there, you're like, okay, this is pretty good. And then you realize, wait a minute. This is a media commercial, isn't it? The Washington Post. Oh, please give it a rest. Well, that was my first reaction, but I want to talk to you. If you missed it, here's the very serious commercial from the Washington Post. When we go off to war... When we exercise our rights. When we soar to our greatest heights. When we mourn and pray. When our neighbors are at risk. When our nation is threatened. There's someone to gather the facts. To bring you the story. No matter the cost. When we celebrate Trump's doom every third day. When we have our photographers take pictures of the last president so it looks like he's got a halo around him. Come on! I mean, yes, it is true. I'm, I'm really torn on this commercial. Really torn. Because part of it, well, everything, really, honestly, everything up until the point of the Washington Post. I like everything I agree with. Every bit of it. You know, you look at that, you look at that commercial and you're like, okay, um, we do need, we do need a strong, robust media. It is what, what if we're going to, if we're going to make it, we have to have knowledge. We have to know the things that are going on. Now, the Washington Post ad was taken, and they did report on the NFL's decision to reject an ad from AMVETS. This is a group of American veterans because it was too much of a political statement. Oh, really? Even though the NFL, I mean, do you guys remember you were doing all the social justice crap? Remember, remember all of that? I mean, remember, NFL, you were political there for quite some time? Now, let's leave that aside. The Washington Post did cover that. Most outlets were reporting on the fact that the Washington Post dropped 
5.2 million dollars on that commercial 5.2 million now people are reporting on that because they're like well look at all the layoffs all in the industry well did the washington post were they laying everybody off and business is business well, yeah, but I mean, look at the state of the industry. Well, yeah, that's what they're advertising about, maybe, possibly. Isn't that what it possibly is? By the way, those were the pioneers of the new media. Everybody who was in the new media was laying everybody off. You know, they're obviously miserable failures like the Blaze because the Blaze went out of business three years ago because we did layoffs. We were just ahead of everybody else who had half a billion dollars in financing. They just burned through all the money. Hello, Vice. Is this on? Anyway, Jeff Bezos obviously doing something right if he can spend $5.2 million on an ad. And they even had a conservative in there. Wasn't that Brett Baer from Fox in that commercial? So maybe this was an olive branch. But see, where commercials always fail is in positioning. You can't run a commercial if it's not true. Now, you can come out and say, whoa, boy, does our pizza suck. And we get it. And that's why we're making a different kind of pizza. And people will applaud that. People will accept that. But when your performance doesn't match your promise, that's... Well, some would say it's all false advertising, but it's just a crappy waste of money, really. Because nobody buys it. Your performance has to match your promise. And what your promise is here is that you're going to tell the truth. That you're going to be a witness to history and you're going to help us understand. And by celebrating Donald Trump's demise every third, third day, by, by coming out and only trying to win, only taking a news story and looking at it from one uh, way of looking at it, one perspective, that doesn't make you a truth teller. That makes you a truth teller to people who believe like you do. That's not the job of a reporter. That's the job of an opinion page. A reporter is to tell you the facts, not what you hope it means, not what you think it means, just what you know. And too many people are blaming talk radio. (laughs) Well, that's just opinion. And they don't realize they've done the same thing. What is cable news if it isn't talk radio? It's all opinion. It's all conjecture. It's all, well, you know what I think? That's talk radio. And you can't blame talk radio. You can't blame opinion makers. And having the ones who are, who are shouting the blame the loudest be opinion makers. Washington Post, I wish you well. I, I hope you watch that ad and say, you know what? There's something really big at stake, really big at stake. And we better start acting like it. We better start. We better start taking not ourselves so seriously, 
but our job seriously, our country, our constitution, our very way of life is at stake. Take that seriously and take yourself with a grain of salt. And maybe, maybe your performance will match your promise. Never more than 60 seconds away from uh, from the show. We're going to stop for one minute here. Let me just tell you about the Palm Beach letter. Bitcoin and crypto, not where we thought it would be uh, at the, uh, you know, at the beginning of last year, for sure. Um, but it is not out. And that's the interesting thing here. It didn't collapse. It, it's bubble popped, but it pops all the time. Now, all of this technology is being put into crypto and all of this technology is starting to support cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is the future, but now everybody's been burned on it and they're like, well, I don't I don't know if that's even real. Oh, it's absolutely real. And you need to learn why before you invest in anything, you need to learn what it is and we had to teach ourselves. I mean, there weren't, there weren't very many experts out there that you could just dial up and say, hey, can you tell me about blockchain that could really sit down and teach it to you? Tika Tawari was in my uh, was in my office, I don't know, about a year ago, and he was explaining it to us. And it made more sense than it had ever made before. Um, and we had really worked hard on trying to understand it. And I asked him, I said, could you do like a course for this? Could you just do a, a introductory crypto and blockchain course so people understand it? Not an investment thing, just understand it. Yes, and he did. It's the smartcryptocourse.com. Take this risk-free 30-day trial of this course, smartcryptocourse.com. Do it today, smartcryptocourse.com, or call 877-PBL-BECK. That's 1-877-PBL-BECK. We break now for 10 seconds. Station ID. We uh, bring uh, Jason Batrill in, uh, who is um, our head researcher, head writer, uh, really focuses on uh, military affairs. What is happening in uh, Venezuela? I mean, if, is there anything really going on in Venezuela now? A lot is going on. No, but in I mean, with a changeover. I, I, I mean, it, it's. I keep thinking that it, this might is going to be something like 2017. It's just going to you know die down. It's not going to get traction. But this is different. I mean, there is an international coalition that it looks like they've been planning this for months. Um, just this uh, this past weekend, UK, Germany, France, and I think Spain all officially recognized the new interim president Guaido. Um, that's huge because before they were just saying, "Hey, well, just just Maduro, why don't you just do some snap elections?" Um, do that, and then we'll see where we go from here. But Maduro, of course, was very defiant and said, that, you know, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be given an ultimatum. And so the EU said, okay, fine. And so the majority of the EU fully supports this other president. Pretty much the entire world, except for what? Russia, China, Turkey, Turkey, Mexico. Uh, <laughs> Bizarrely, Mexico. It's very, very strange. <clears throat> but. The majority of the, of the world now is backing this interim president. We've got people that are on the ground inside Venezuela that are giving this thing two weeks. 
uh, basically all they're doing is waiting for the police force and the military to finally flip. There was another two high-ranking generals uh, that came out in full support of Maduro, uh, which is a very good sign. Um, this is speeding to I mean, it. Just, now it's just when will the military fold? When the military folds, this thing is all over. But right now, thousands upon thousands of people are thinking that a civil war is very, very likely, and they are fleeing across the border down into places like Colombia. I, I, I've been told if you stand on that border, you just stand there and you see the, just the masses of people you know, passing you. Because of that, human trafficking is skyrocketing in those areas. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's awful. We also have people from OUR on that border um, trying to find the trafficked children uh, because people are coming out of the border and saying, you know, this is my child and it's not their child and they're being trafficked. They're saying they're being sold just out in the open on some of these like Colombian uh, streets now. I mean, just pe- people straight up. They're not in fear at all. They're just doing it right out in public. What is how is Colombia handling with this influx? I think I mean, think about Colombia like you think about um, like places like Greece or places like Cyprus, like during that, you know, refugee influx. That's what a lot of people aren't talking about. And that's what the left is not talking about. But the amounts of numbers, I think it's over three million now are flooding out of Venezuela at the at, at this rate. It's eclipsing the, the rate of refugees coming out of Syria and Africa in war zones. That's what socialism has done to the humanitarian situation out there. The left will not talk about that. Three to four million since I think 2014 or so. Where have they gone? uh, Colombia, Peru has been devastated. Places like Guatemala. We see, I mean, we see what it did to Europe. Is this going to happen to South America? As far as like what? Destabilization? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have destabilization of South America, which would lead people to start coming toward our border. I mean... And Mexico is a part of this Venezuela mess. They're backing it. You know, I I wonder what they're getting, honestly, because you have Turkey involved. You know why Turkey is involved. The gold is apparently not going to Russia. Part of the gold, I guess, is going to Russia. Most of it is being bought up by Turkey. So these planes that are loading up gold is, is actually flying it to Turkey. And Turkey is getting the gold. Um, China is backing it because China has, what is it, 50 billion, billion. 50 yeah. billion dollars that they loaned them. And they said, we want that in oil. But now because oil has collapsed, that would just it would just devastate uh, uh, Venezuela. There would be I mean, you're just pretty much raping it for for the oil. But that was the deal that yeah. Maduro made. Uh, and now they China wants their oil. So they've got $50 billion in there that China doesn't want to lose. China is also um, uh, not happy about the United States. And it, we're positioning We're I, I believe we're positioning. Tell me if you think this is too far positioning for a, a global a global war. And China and Russia are going to be at the center of it. And China is, I mean, why is no one reporting that China has, is it a destroyer? No, it's, I, it's a naval ship. There's been no pictures of it. Just our people have, see, have seen it. So basically right on the border, at international, the international border you know, line that goes out from Colombia and Venezuela, there's a U.S. naval ship. Um, actually, Bolt, uh, John Bolton just uh, tweeted out some, some photographs from humanitarian aid inside that ship. Um, but there's also on the other side, there's a Chinese naval ship. I'm not sure what its capabilities are, but it's supposed to be there to uh, deliver humanitarian aid. 
I'm not sure if I completely buy. I, actually, I don't buy that whatsoever. I'm sure there is some kind of response force that if Maduro called upon it, it could be utilized. I, I don't know, but it I don't might buy be things. just there to guard their treasure. I mean, I've I've long held that if we defaulted on our loans, okay, if we owe all this money to China and we said, oh, by the way, it's worthless, we can't pay you back, they'll just take it. They'll say, okay, well, we want it in coal. And, you know, West Virginia, all those coal mines, they're now ours. Yeah. And they'll just take it. And they'll send in the people to work the coal mines. They don't care. Yeah. Which, what's interesting is what China did uh, with uh, with Venezuela is exactly what they're doing with places like Africa. And that's how they're taking yep. over economically. I, yep. You ever read that book? It's really good. It's like it's called like Tales from an Economic Assassin or something like that. It's this guy that oh. claims to be a CIA operative. And he in his job, he was an economist. And he would go down to places like Venezuela and he would get them basically in massive amounts of debt that they could never pay back. So then he would hold them we would hold them hostage. He claimed that's what we did to Latin America, but China copies a lot of our things that oh, we've China done. China is past. doing that everywhere. Africa? I mean, they have just taken over Africa. Yeah. And they say we're what is it uganda that they're doing right now is it uganda they're building these massive things for the ugandan uh president uh this brand new parliament building and everything else everything they don't need yeah and they just keep taking this free money from china and they're sending in the chinese workers to do it and before you know it you you are a second class citizen in your own country. Yeah. All of a sudden, China's running everything. I went down to uh, Liberia recently, and I was shocked. Everything's Chinese. Medical facilities, hospitals, everything was Chinese. It, it will absolutely shock you. It, but that's all over Africa right now. That is why when we talk about um, 5G, and I, I wonder if the president is going to talk about this uh, in the State of the Union tomorrow, and our relationship with China more than just the trade war. China and 5G is critical understanding why we would fight a new war. It's for a new Silk Road. It's for a new road that is all about technology and information and being able to piggyback and ride that information to its original sources so you control it. You're listening to Glenn the 35-day government shutdown has cyber uh, cybersecurity professionals worried that government websites became more vulnerable to security breaches. One reason is that more than 130 security certificates used by the U.S. government websites have expired. Now, security certificates help keep websites secure, so the shutdown led to fewer IT staff on hand, leaving many of the important tasks like updating software with the latest security patches undone. Information in uh, a data breach could be used to commit ID theft. I, I, identity protection is absolutely critical right now you have to have it now nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but lifelock can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own so join now and get 10 percent off your first year by using promo code beck that's promo code beck save 10 percent 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com 
Join us for another Blaze TV live event tomorrow. I will be in D.C. covering the State of the Union address along with the rest of the Blaze TV. So I'm going to the State of the Union uh, tomorrow. I fly out tonight to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. Um, I, 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 I am so torn on this. I just despise Washington, D.C. and politicians. And to be in a whole room full of them, all of them, is not going to be fun. Uh, not my idea of a good time. But... Uh, we want to cover it, so I'm going to be covering it from the Capitol. Then I will uh, swing by the uh, broadcast uh, right after uh, the State of the Union and bring you up to speed on what it was like. <laughs> uh, and that's tomorrow. We have Blaze TV live. That's tomorrow night. Starts at 730 Eastern. We have the State of the Union address and all of the hosts from Blaze TV will be commenting on it. We're going to be on Facebook, YouTube and BlazeTV.com slash Beck. It is a Blaze TV live event, which means we don't have any commercials uh, and it's just wall to wall coverage with all of your favorite hosts and personalities. That's only tomorrow on blazetv.com slash back. If you haven't become a member yet, please do. We, um, your membership is what keeps us going and growing. Uh, and as you might have noticed, we are growing uh, rapidly. Um, and it's all because of you. And we thank you so much for your support. And I, I will tell you that our Promise versus uh, Performance has gone way up. Uh, we are finally beginning to be the company that we we tried to be for so long but it is as you're seeing all these companies going out of business uh it is extraordinarily different uh and extraordinarily difficult uh to do this you know without anybody else doing it successfully we <laughs> we were the first in uh and uh, i think we're going to be the first really standing tall um, because everybody else is behind us a bit, but your contribution, your subscription means the world to us. So please subscribe if you appreciate what any of us are doing. Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, um, uh, Eric Bowling, uh, Chad Prather, uh, the Roaming Millennial, any of the people that are part of the Blaze TV. If you appreciate what they're doing and you want to do more, please go to Blaze TV. Uh, blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and you're going to save some cash on that. Um, we're at, a, we're at a, um, a real turning point here as a nation. And I'm, I'm anxious to see if the president discusses this at all. But we're at a turning point on a couple of things. Uh, first of all, we're, a, we're at a turning point on abortion. This abortion thing is way out of control. Because of my trip, it was unexpected, my trip up to Washington, D.C., we're going to do that abortion show. We'll do it for you uh, probably next week. We were going to do it tonight, uh, but we'll probably do it next week. We are going to cover some of it today on radio, hopefully, if we uh, get some chance. But I, I think yesterday, now I've, I have a weird family. Yesterday, as we were watching the Super Bowl, our conversation kind of turned to... Um, we need to have a family meeting. Uh, things have changed. And we are now at that cliff. And if we go over the cliff, we are, we're not going to make it as a society. We have to stand and not go over the cliff. And that cliff 
is clearly marked by um, the right for life and the idea of of life. These abortion bills, this hasn't been a slippery slope. All of a sudden, it was a cliff that New York just went over. Virginia almost went over. Rhode Island, I think, is working on it. And what's the other one, Jason? Do you know? Is it New Hampshire? It Vermont? Vermont. Vermont. They've just gone insane. Now, there's another clip. And this cliff is is social justice and categorizing people. And yesterday, because this was on my mind during the Super Bowl, I painted I painted uh, something. It's actually I put it up behind me. I don't know if anybody can see it, but it's um, it's social justice. Could you grab it real quick? It's uh, it's a painting. And actually, it's from a scene from an old silent film. Um uh, from I think 1925 or 26 and the f- silent film was called the rat hole and uh, it is uh, I, I I did this last night uh, as a as an uh, as a ode to social justice and what it is is a guy who is just trying to move forward and in the darkness all these hands are reaching around him and trying to grab him and pull him down into the rat hole and i think that's what social justice is doing to us social justice is um is taking us and pulling us all down into things for instance yesterday i had somebody at church say do the democrats not understand forgiveness and how life works. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And he said, the governor of Virginia. I mean, is that right? What's happening to him? And I said, well, you know, he's a Democrat, right? Oh, now it didn't change the the story for him, but it did shock him. Because he just assumed anyone who was being attacked had to be a conservative. Now, this governor, if he survives, it's a it's a democratic miracle. It's only he's only going to survive because he is a Democrat. If he survives, the only reason why we didn't know about this when he was running is because he was a Democrat. They knew. I mean, come on, your opposition research, you didn't dig that one up. They knew. But the left uses that to destroy people. But now, because he was, you know, the guy coming out and saying, hey, abortion is neat. Abortion for everybody, even after birth. Well, the right decided, well, you know what? Two can play that game. Let's see what's in your history. And they found it. And they found him apparently in blackface or as a Klan member in his college yearbook. Jason is uh, with with me today. Jason, you you saw this. And what was your first reaction? My my first reaction is that I wanted to get I wanted to come to his defense, which really sickened me because I saw what he said over the abortion stuff. And I just he was just awful. And but my first thought was, well, shouldn't we come to his defense? Because this is the exact same tactics that they use for people like Kavanaugh. I mean, what you did when you were sure he was an adult, he was in medical school. But what you did then does not define who you are now. 
And we cannot keep doing this. We, there's got to be a, a, a point where we say enough is enough. Now, when he, you know, he, but he blew all that. He instantly blew all that. Uh, when Wait, he, wait. Don't move past this yet. <laughs> don't move past this yet. Because this is true. If you want real justice, not social justice, if you want real justice, you have to be cons- consistent. Justice is blind. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Justice is blind. So should we be dogpiling on him because of this? Because it's vile. It's vile. However, you have to remember that now the clan outfit, the blackface with next to the clown outfit does not fit this category. But what he said, and I don't believe if you would take him at his word, what he said was, that wasn't me. I dressed as Michael Jackson and I was in a dance contest and I did put blackface on. Well, back in the 80s, you know, you're dressing as Michael Jackson and you put blackface on. That's not a minstrel show thing. It wouldn't have been perceived like that for many people, at least in white America, because you had no you had no real awareness of of that at that point it was a different world it was a different time and by the way michael jackson was busy at the time putting white face on (laughs) he was going the other direction so um you could excuse at that time not the blackface actual blackface minstrel show in the yearbook standing next to a clan member that's inexcusable i mean imagine Go back in time when you were, you know, in high school or college, dressing as a clan member would not have been cool ever, at least in my family and with all my friends would have never been cool. Right. But but do you think that today like but change no. happens? No, change happens. If, if he could have came if he would have came out and just said, look, and this is this is when I was prepared to defend him when he came out and made his statement. I thought he was going to say, yes, that was me. Um, I am a new person right now. Now I am a champion for whatever issue that yeah. he's going for. But I mean, l- look at like like LBJ. LBJ was a racist. Everyone knows this. Like he called his chauffeur the N word. Like everyone know every. The, 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 there's multiple books that have been written about how LBJ was a racist. Mm-hmm. Now he would not become president in a in today's stand with mm-hmm. today's standards. He mm-hmm. would not. Mm-hmm. But. He did a lot for civil rights. So now they, they well, they lift him up as a champion. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think they, personally, I think when you see the results of the great society, I think he got exactly what he wanted. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think he I mean, he hated black people. He hated black families. He wanted to destroy them. And I think the great society did exactly every. Why was he so against it? And then all of a sudden he turned yeah, he turned without a big event in his life, without anything other than we can win. Uh, you don't have those deep seated hatreds and then just all of a sudden say, you know what? I'm president now. I got to do something good. I, I personally think it was sold to him, uh, you know, in 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 quiet conversations as listen, Lyndon. It's not what it appears to be. Yeah, look, there's, there's, there's no doubt. At that point in the 60s, that coincided with the war on poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- from that point forward, the Democratic Party 
transitioned into this party of let's create a voter base that is constantly dependent on mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. They always have to vote for us mm-hmm. because they have no choice. To, yep. We guarantee their survival, so yep. we will create all those votes. Yep. That's when that happened. Yep. So you want to you want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt when they've they've changed, but that's not what the governor did. The governor came out and said, "I'm pretty sure that wasn't me." You're pretty sure that wasn't you? Come on. You either know it was or you know it wasn't. Yeah. You don't dress like that and your friend is in a clan outfit or you're in a clan clan outfit and you don't recall. I'm pretty sure that wasn't me. But I want to play something that he said um, when he was asked, he said, I, you know what? I did dress in blackface once and I did Michael Jackson. It was a dance routine that I did. And it was Michael Jackson. Now, listen, listen to what he says. Go ahead. That same year, I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. It is because my memory of that episode is so vivid that I truly do not believe I am in the picture in my yearbook. Hmm. So vivid. Then a reporter asks him a question about the Michael Jackson dance-off. Listen. You said that the competition in San Antonio was a dance competition? Yes. And it was that you danced the moonwalk? That's right. Are you still able to move on? Uh, inappropriate circumstances. My wife says inappropriate circumstances. The guy has no judgment. <laughs> the guy has no judgment. He hasn't changed. You're telling me that you you've changed. No, look, it was very vivid and 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 I did it and but I'm not that man anymore. I've changed. You're in an apology session. Somebody says, can you still moonwalk? And he's like, well, yeah. What, honey? No, I shouldn't answer that. No, I won't. Really? I'm really good at moonwalking. I shouldn't do that right now. I mean, the guy has zero judgment. <laughs> Here's our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is X chair. Uh, Why, what is what is in the rep- There are these uh, really crappy uh, chairs that are out there that you can, you know, that you can buy. Uh, and you know, most people do when they have to go out and buy a block of chairs for their, uh, for their office, they just go out and say, you know what, give me a dozen of these X chair has a new model out now for a limited time. It's only available to this audience at xchairbeck.com. It's the super X chair has tons of adjustments and then they have X basic. The X basic is is made for somebody who comes in and says, you know what? Uh, give me 12 of these. I need them. But actually cares about the people who are sitting in them or you. If you can't afford the Super X chair, the X basic has all of the settings that you need. It is really super comfortable and it is a great price. X chair. They come with 30 day. No questions asked. Guarantee of complete satisfaction. So if you don't love it, if it's not a great chair for you. All you have to do is just send it back. It's no big deal. They don't ask any questions on it. They refund your money. It's one eight four 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 x chair one eight four 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 x chair You're going to love this chair. Go to xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll also get a free footrest, and they're 100 bucks off. It is Beck, B-E-C-K, promo code xchairbeck.com.
Coming up on the Glenbeck program in hour number three, we believe we will offer in a year's time a complete cure for cancer. Wow. Our cancer cure will be effective from day one, will last the duration of a few weeks, and will have no or minimal side effects at a much lower cost than most treatments on the market. Our solution will be both generic and personal. The founder and CEO of the company in Israel that says, in a year, complete cure for cancer, is going to be with us uh, in an hour, in hour number three. You don't want to miss it. Now, there's a lot of people that say that can't be true. We will talk to him about this. How could you possibly make this statement without any human trials at this point? You judge for yourself. Hour number three. Let me tell you about Home Title Lock, our sponsor this half hour. Home Title Lock um, reminds you that... um, a data breach just exposed 24 million people to title fraud. Now, what title fraud is, is somebody can go in and grab your title, just take the address, uh, do a Google search. They can find out who owns the house. You go to the place, you know, downtown at the courthouse. You grab a title transfer. You fake notary. You're done. $40 and somebody else owns your home. They get the title change. They go into a bank and say, I own this house. Uh, I, I, you know, I owe so much amount of money and I want a, a second mortgage on it. They take the money and they're out. Please protect yourself. You lose your house. You're in all kinds of debt and trouble. Please, Home Title Not Lock are the only people that can stand guard and watch the title of your home. It's HomeTitleLock.com. You get a $100 search for free when you sign up to make sure it hasn't already been done to you. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now and get your free scan. All right. Back in just a moment. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This hour, I want to talk to you about something that we have talked about before. In fact, it's been covered slightly in the media. The right, the right media has, has covered it pretty extensively, uh, but not in the way that we are going to cover it. I believe that we are at the point of choosing that every single person now has... A, a an opportunity to choose who do you serve what's right and wrong what side am i on there will be no bystanders nobody is going to be everybody's going to be in one stand or the other where do you stand who is surrounding you what are you really supporting the time for choosing in 1 minute this is the Glenn Beck program. All right, if you're an employer, you need ZipRecruiter. Uh, and I don't care if you're a, you know, you're you're the person that is the owner, the manager, the one on the front line, you're flipping the burgers, you're doing everything yourself. I don't care if you're Ronald McDonald and you've got other people to take care of that. You just drive around with your big shoes in that big yellow car. Uh, finding the right person for your job is really, really tough. When you have somebody to uh, a job to fill, you got to find the right person. And by going to these job sites, uh, usually what will happen is you're just going to get a ton of applications, and most of them are wrong. 
So now what do you do? Well, you can spend your time looking through all the wrong ones, trying to sort through and try to find somebody who's qualified for it. Or you can go to ZipRecruiter.com where the where the average person gets a qualified candidate within the first hour. Now, this shows you this is a company that is really moving and actively trying to make their company better because about a year ago, it was you'll get a quality candidate within the first 24 hours. They're down to an hour now because they have powerful matching technology right now and algorithms that are exclusive to them. And they're also the biggest job site now uh, in the country. So go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try it for free. Try it for free. See if you can find somebody really super fast that is absolutely qualified. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try it for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The media has all but ignored um, the abortion conflict. And even though there's a clear delineation between what people think is right and wrong, between left and right, Republicans, Democrats. Usually, the media is all over this. But because the media is overwhelmingly pro-abortion, and this is such a hard fight to win, they're all but silent, which allows doubt and lies to grow. This is where the media always falls down because they decide not to cover something. uh, Lies start to grow on their side and disinformation. The things that they always claim that we do. uh, Hello. It's happening right now. Media coverage has been almost non-existent for the New York abortion law. It was significant enough um, for the New York Democrats uh, that the World Trade Center was lit up pink for the night. Yet an analysis by the Media Research Center found that the new law's passage did not get one second of airtime on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, or MSNBC. They lit up one Freedom Plaza or whatever the hell that thing is called and the Empire State Building in pink And no one in the media covered it. The media was only interested in abortion debates if the rights are under attack. Do you remember the firestorm media coverage 2013 when the Texas State Senate debated a bill to criminalize abortion after 20 weeks? I know you remember it. You may not. But once I say this name, you will. Wendy Davis. She did an 11-hour filibuster in the state of Texas and stood against it, and she was an instant celebrity. She was the it girl. After the conservative outcry last week over the proposed abortion rights bill in Virginia, the left's reaction has been that it's unreasonable to ask Democrats what their threshold is. What is your threshold? That's unreasonable. Well, I mean, we just want to know, is is it moments before birth? Is it right after birth? When do you consider this a child? That's really what abortion is about. Is that a child? Or is that just a group of cells? 
at some point that's a child because it doesn't become a child because it does this <gasps> because if there's a car accident if there's trouble if the mother is ill and wants the child the child i want to keep my child it's my baby i'm having a baby at some point it's a baby it's a child and if there's trouble that child can be taken out of the mother through cesarean and the baby can do that so is it a child before it comes to term if it can live outside of the mom's system is it what when because you won't answer that question i don't know what we're even fighting They're making it sound like Virginia delegate Kathy Tran was being attacked last week when Republican Majority Leader Todd Gilbert asked her a question about the late term abortion bill she was sponsoring. Listen, the third trimester, could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the of the woman or physical health? OK, OK, I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester, the third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay, but to the end of the third trimester. Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill. Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth, would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor... The physician and the woman. I understand that. that. I'm asking if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that. Yes. She she knows just by answering the question, yes or no. It doesn't go well for her. Virginia governor, uh, the Democrat, um, his name is Ralph Northam. He made comments on a radio show last week defending Kathy Tran's bill. The accusation that the right is taking Northam out of context, that he was just talking about what could happen if a baby was born and it had extreme deformities. Let's say it was born with um, Down syndrome. I mean, that's something that the world wants to eradicate, right? I mean, Iceland has eradicated Down syndrome. Well, they didn't actually eradicate it. They've just made sure that anyone with Down syndrome didn't live. Through abortion, they have killed any baby that had Down syndrome. So they've eradicated it just the way the Nazis would have eradicated Jews. You can't possibly gloss over the fact that the governor was talking about the mother and the doctor debating whether or not to save the child's life after it was born it is absolutely unreal and then he made a statement he followed it up which was only released through his communications director the next day it doesn't backtrack on the worst part of his comments in fact here it is no woman seeks a third trimester abortion except in the case of tragic or difficult circumstances such as non-viable pregnancy or in the event of st- severe fetal anomalies. And the governor's comments were limited to the actions physicians would take in the event that a woman whose circumstances went into labor um, attempts to ex- he attempts to extrapolate these comments 
otherwise. And it is in bad faith anyone who tries to do that and underscores exactly why the governor believes physicians and women, not legislatures, should make the difficult and deeply personal medical decisions. Okay. Here's the problem. In the Roe versus Wade decision in 1973, facts are really important. You're not really a child under the law because of Roe versus Wade. You're not a child. Now, the recent New York law focuses on uh, the late-term abortions. 91% of all abortions take place under the first trimester. But it's important to clarify that the New York law and the proposed Virginia and Rhode Island laws aren't actually making abortion policy worse than the status quo. Because since Roe v. Wade in 1973, the Supreme Court has barred states from prohibiting late-term abortions. The Supreme Court won't let them happen. Roe v. Wade says states could only prohibit late-term abortions if they have an exception for uh, abortions that would protect the health of the mother. This is the constant refrain that we hear, right? The implication is the pro-life Life side doesn't care about women and their well-being. In fact, that's what the governor's response was right away. It's it's in fact, if I may quote him, no woman seeks a third trimester abortion except in cases of tragic or difficult circumstances such as non-viable pregnancy or in the event of severe fetal ab- abnormalities. Excuse me. Really? Is that the case? The health definition goes back to the day of Roe versus Wade. There was an undercard decision that day. One that I didn't even pay attention. It's, it, nobody knows this. It's Doe versus Bolton. And the decision written by Justice Harry Blackman broadened the health of the mother. Remember, it's the health of the mother, according to Roe versus Wade. But the very next decision said this. The medical judgment may be exercised in light of all factors, physical, emotional, psychological, familial, and the woman's age relevant to the well-being of the patient. So wait a minute, wait a minute, all factors. Well, wait a minute. I thought that was new. That's in the New York law. No, they're just restating. They are just clarifying. They are just letting everyone know that's not a child. And all factors must be considered physical Emotional, psychological, familial, and the woman's age. So what does that mean? Well, I'll show you what it means in action by looking at the numbers of the women who definitely only do this in extreme cases. We go there in one minute. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 
Uh, there's a trend coming that I, I warn you. There's a financial cliff that we're about to hit, and it relates to home mortgages. Mortgages, I believe, are going to be more difficult to get because lenders are going to become more reluctant to lend, as happened in 2008. I think we're headed for another 2008. It's uh, time for a recession, and the longer it takes to get to it, the worse it's going to be. This time, because of the way global politics and finances are, it could be much, much worse. I strongly urge you to call American Financing right now. If you're thinking about buying a home, now is the best time to do it. Real estate in most of the country has plateaued, it's stabilized, and mortgage rates have been falling from recent highs. But they are these recent highs are still tremendous historic lows. A great place to start is with a 10-minute phone call to get American Financing to pre-qualify you 10 minutes american financing employs only salary-based mortgage consultants they don't work on commission they don't work for the banks they work for you that's what gives them an a-plus rating with the bbb and over 2500 google reviews all you have to do is go to americanfinancing.net that's americanfinancing.net or you can call them at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net we break now 10 seconds station id i want to clarify things the glenbeck program wants to try to make your life a little easier because you're the one on the front lines and your friends are saying that's not true there's not that big of a deal it's not that big of a difference that's not what it means and you have to know the truth the democrats are always chasing the health of the mother exception right but in reality protecting a mother's health is rarely given as the reason for an abortion it does happen but it's very rare with the New York law, the pushback is the Republicans and pro-life nuts are just overreacting. Essentially, this is exactly what the Democrats are saying. No one really wants third trimester abortions, but because we care for women so much, way much more than you do, we have to leave the door cracked open to abort the fetus just in case of the mother's health or life is ever threatened. But what the defenders of the law are being disingenuous about is that they know that 46 years of higher court decision have backed them up on this enormously broad health provision that basically encompasses anything the doctor is willing to sign off on. So they already have permission. Now here's another argument. The right is too obsessed with late-term abortions after 21 weeks. It's just a tiny percentage of overall abortions, around 1%. 91% of all abortions happen in the first trimesters before the end of the 13th week. 7% are performed at 14 to 20 weeks and only 1% at 21 weeks or later. But that 1% still means 15,000 babies. That's a lot of babies. Now, this comes from a academic study, 2013 School of Medicine, University of California in San Francisco. So it's not exactly a conservative review. Let me quote from the study. Data suggests that most women seeking late terminations are not doing so 
for reasons of fetal anomaly or life endangerment. In other words, Democrats are constantly crying about late-term abortion rights should exist to help to protect the mother's health, yada, yada. But in this study, 94% of the late-term abortion seekers reported that some things slowed them down up until the very end for, abor- for abortion. None of them involved personal health problems. 94%. Here were their excuses. I didn't know I was pregnant. Now, I find that hard to believe, but okay. Trouble deciding about the abortion. Ah, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. And now that I can feel it moving around in me and feeling it kick and I know it's a baby. Now I want to abort. Disagreeing with the man involved about the abortion. Not knowing where to go for an abortion. We need more funding for for Planned Parenthood, I guess. Difficult getting to the abortion facility, raising the money for abortion and related costs, difficulty in securing insurance coverage. The study found that there were five overall categories of women seeking late term abortions. One, they feared raising the child alone. Two, they were depressed or using illicit substances. Three, They had a conflict with a male partner or domestic violence. Four, they had trouble deciding. Five, young and never been pregnant before. Those are the reasons that people kill their baby in the last term. A lot of Americans don't realize how expansive the court's protection of abortion has been. The New York law and the ones that are pending in other states is just a reaction to the fear stoked during last year's Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And the left thinks the Supreme Court is about to shift back and dial the wide ranging abortion rights that the left has enjoyed for 46 years. Specifically, they are afraid that the Supreme Court will decide that the Constitution allows states to protect unborn children or that it at least allows states to offer more protection than they currently do. We are at a point of choosing. And the choice is really, really clear. It's a child right before it's born. There's no way it could be more healthy for the mother mentally to have the child poisoned in the womb full term have the baby die inside of her carry that dead baby around for three days and then give vaginal birth to a dead child that cannot be more mentally healthy it's certainly not for the soul of all of us This is one of those things that we have to drop our partisan lines on and we have to ask each other gently to come back and back away from the cliff. This is insanity. And it only gets worse from here. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 
Field of Greens is the real superfood, and the difference that sets it apart can be seen right on the bottle. It has nutrition facts, nutrition facts, because it's real food. We have an epidemic of really crappy food in America, and there are some ways and some simple things that you can you can do to to eat more healthy, eating more salads. Come on, that's a solution. Not for me. I hate salads. With the goal of creating real superfood, a team of top physicians gathered uh, to form what they call Brick House Nutrition, and they created Field of Greens. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Never go up to a salad bar against your will again. Order now, BrickHouseGlen.com. Field of Greens, BrickHouseGlen.com. Tomorrow night, Blaze TV Live. We cover the State of the Union Address, 7.30 Eastern, live on Facebook, YouTube, or blazetv.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program, uh, joined for a few minutes here by uh, Jason Batrill. Coming up in about a half an hour, we are uh, going to talk to the, the uh, founder and CEO of a company in Israel, Dr. Elian Murad, who says... In the Jerusalem Post last week, my company will have a full cure for cancer within a year. Um, I've got some questions <laughs> for him because that's an outlandish statement. It seems on surface, um, but uh, you'll have to decide for yourself. A lot of people are coming out and saying that's impossible, but and it might be. But we are entering a time period where I believe in the next 10 years, cancer will be cured uh, and so will many other uh, debilitating diseases that we we never thought would go away. I think we are on, again, a threshold of something glorious and also at the same time something terrible. Um, we have two people now in Congress uh, that have, ex- has, have proposed extreme wealth taxes. Uh, and uh, Jason, I just, I just want to see if this sounds familiar. Um, uh, Congresswoman Omar from Minnesota, she has proposed a, an extreme tax rate on America's top earners, suggesting that they pay 90 percent in order to pay for the multi-trillion dollar programs that everybody in the Democratic Party wants. She, she had that one up Ocasio-Cortez is 70 percent, obviously. So 90 percent is the next logical choice. Right. The new Green Deal that would cost forty nine trillion dollars over the next 10 years. Wow, $49 trillion. Now, how much money have we spent on the war on poverty, on all of the things that we have done since, what was it, 1967, 69? 69. Since we did the Great Society under, um, uh, under Johnson, how much money have we spent on the war on poverty since 1969? Just a little over $20 trillion. So chump change since 1969, 20 trillion. How much have we spent on all of the wars put together combined since the Revolutionary War until today? Add them all up. Seven trillion since the 1700s. Seven trillion dollars is what we have spent. Twenty trillion on the Great Society. And in the next 10 years, Democrats want to spend 
$49 trillion. And they do point out that, you know, the rich people have to pay their fair share. You know, it works so well for France when they did it. Oh, it works so well for, oh, Venezuela. For Venezuela as well. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to bring this back to Venezuela here in a second. But I want to I wanna show you this. Okay, so somebody else has uh, proposed an outrageous tax, and that is Elizabeth Warren. She wants a wealth tax. She wants a wealth tax of, of uh, how much? What is it? 50% of the wealth tax, I think. Now, how does the wealth tax, how does the wealth tax work? Do you have any idea? Uh, you have to make over, I don't know, a certain amount. I would say $50 million, she said. Oh, that's that's got to be a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> Nancy Pelosi may be one of them. Uh, so $50, 50, uh, $50 million you have to make uh, or have wealth of $50 million. This is the difference. It's not an income. It's a wealth tax. So if you have wealth, and that is jewelry, holdings, homes, whatever, at $50 million, you're a private company, you have to pay that wealth tax. But you have to pay that wealth tax every year. Now, if I have, let's just say, I have $50 billion, and that wealth tax is, uh, let's just use 50%. No way it could ever be 50%. But let's just say it's 50%. I pay my wealth tax of 50%. What do I have left next year? I have wealth of $25 million. So let me pay my wealth tax of 50%. The third year, I have $12.5 million. You see the problem? Within five years, you're gone. Everything's gone. And under her, uh, under her proposed tax, the numbers have been run, and it will be a destruction of America in 10 years. There will be no wealth left. But it also goes into something else, the law of privacy, the right to privacy. Do you know why we have such a strong right for privacy? It actually came from birth control. Birth control was something that you just didn't do. Nobody, you can't, you're a doctor, you cannot advise about birth control. And this is when we were extraordinarily religious and everybody said, you know, this is for procreation only. So the rhythm method, I don't even think could have been taught back then. Uh, and so a doctor named Griswold, he was up in Connecticut and he started telling people and giving them advice on how to, uh, you know, prevent birth, how to use birth control, how to prevent with a with a condom. So the religious people up in Connecticut said this is a violation of the law and they wanted it to stop. So it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court created our right to privacy. How could the state outlaw the use of a condom in marriage? How could it enforce it? It would have to know. Would you have a policeman come into the house and inspect? Would you have to find out if if anybody's house had a condom? Would you have to track people? How would the state know? You have a right to privacy. What happens in your home, you have a right to privacy. It's where, we've always heard this, 
Get the federal government, get the policeman out of my bedroom. Okay? Well, what happens to your right to privacy when you have to write down every piece of jewelry that you have? Everything that you own, the state would know about. And by the way, just to remind you, you can never trust that it's just going to be the super rich. The super rich. Let me just remind you that the income tax in 1913 was supposed to be just for the super rich. It was supposed to never be more than 7% at wartime and only 1% on the richest Americans. Within a few years, literally four, it was up to 70% tax. And then for most of its time, it was at 94% in the last in the last century. Democrats now want to raise that back up to 70%. The the numbers used by Woodrow Wilson. That's kind of a problem. Because what happens is you take the wealth tax and an income tax. And you have that much, and it's all going to support a big state. What happens when there is an economic downturn? Venezuela. That's what happens. If you remember right, what is the first thing that Hugo Chavez did? He nationalized the oil, right? Going to nationalize the oil. Going to take all that money from the oil. Then what happened? Things were bad, but not like they are now. Until what, Jason? Oil prices went down. And Maduro couldn't cut the size of government. So they just went into debt and started printing money. They went into debt with people like China, who China now they owe $50 billion to. They're never going to be able to repay. And China will go in and take the oil fields. Mark my words. China will go in and take oil fields. We have this amazing thing. I'm anxious to hear the president tomorrow. If there's anything real there. What is he going to do on the border? What is he going to do about taxes? Are we actually... We need clear-cut choices between socialism and freedom. And it's not socialism like you have in, in Sweden. It's socialism that you have in Venezuela. Because we already have the debt that we can't pay back. Now we just want to take everybody's wealth and make it worse and increase the amount of spending. How's that going to work? Tomorrow night, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be doing a Blaze TV live event. I'm going to go to the State of the Union. Oh, my God. You used to be with me all the time, Jason, because you were one of my protectors. I don't think I could be in a room that I would want to be in less than that room. (laughs) Surrounded by Nancy Pelosi. And who's the congressperson that is bringing the illegal alien? Yeah, I'm not sure who it is, but yeah. Yeah, they're bringing an illegal alien in um, to embarrass the president. Is there any, is was just crazy. Any other cr- criminal you'd say, we're going to bring this bank robber. He's going to be at this time, at this place. You'd, you'd arrest him. You'd arrest them. You'd arrest them. I, I don't know. 
is the be- problem is the guy worked for Donald Trump. That's why. <laughs> That's why uh, they're just using Donald Trump tactics. But I don't think Donald Trump cares. I don't think he cares at all. And I'm going to be above the Congress as they reach out for his hand and try to get a selfie. All of these people who hate him. And then this, that. I wonder if. Do they have like a like a sneeze guard over the edge? If I'm because I'm on the edge of the balcony, <laughs> they have sneeze guards, or maybe I should bring a pocket full of pennies and just throw them at Congress people <laughs> all through the event. Anyway, we're going to be uh, covering the State of the Union address tomorrow night, seven thirty Eastern time. Facebook, YouTube, or BlazeTV.com/slash Beck. It is uh, it's free. Uh, no commercials, and we invite you to join us. Pass it on with a friend. It will be coverage, uh, unlike you get uh, most places. 7.30, Facebook, YouTube, or blazetv.com slash back. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. In America, it is estimated 50 million people miss work due to pain. 50 million aren't going to work. These Americans spend about $2,000 a year to combat the pain, and 66% expect to die in pain. I was talking to a guy uh, yesterday. His wife is in so much pain, and he said, Glenn, there's just nothing she can do. Nothing she can do. And I just, I don't know what to do. I was in a similar situation, and Relief Factor really, really made a difference. For about a year now, I've been taking Relief Factor, and it it was to a point every single day I could barely get up. Every day. Um, it's I still have my days that are bad, but I'll tell you, Relief Factor has made a huge difference, and it's because... There are four different key ingredients that actually help reduce inflammation, and that is the body's trigger for pain. So try it for three weeks. It's twenty bucks, nineteen what, nineteen ninety five to try it. Um, they send it to you. You take it three times a day for three weeks. If it works, order more. If it doesn't, you're out twenty dollars. But if it works like it does for seventy percent of the people who try. They try it, 70, 70% of the people go on to order month after month after month like I do because it does make a difference. ReliefFactor.com. Try it now, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, ReliefFactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, there's a uh, there is a solution to every problem. And maybe socialism's time has come. Communism's time has come because communism and, and socialism always ends in starvation. Right. Well, North Korea has solved the problem. North Korea has just released a line of shirts a line of shirts for men that they claim can be eaten to avoid starvation <laughs> if necessary. I am not making this up. An Australian graduate uh, at Kim, uh, Kim Il-sung University in North Korea uh, first reported on the unique fashion trend in a column for a news site, North Korean News. His article uh, uh, did a review of a men's fashion magazine released by the country's clothing research center. 
inside it features a button-up dress shirt and this is what it says this clothing is made from artificial flannelette fabrics composed of trace elements such as high-grade protein amino acids fruit juice magnesium iron and calcium as clothing worn by people engaged in sailing exploration or mountain climbing it can be eaten to avoid starvation in the event that food has run out. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, on the other side, uh, there is a caption that says, clothing dissolves in water, <laughs> which, which kind of makes me a little, uh, you know, you're, if you're climbing and exploring, what's left of your shirt by the time you get up? Could get embarrassing when the rain, se- yeah. rain se- during rainy season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all of the. Of course, it would make all of the uh, movie scenes where their two lovers are standing out in the rain kissing. It would make it. They wouldn't have to go inside and get their clothes off. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, we're naked. Let's go. We, we, I think we've really sold short. You know how you know the, the how you know the innovation in socialist countries. Usually, right. innovation comes from capitalist countries. Right, but here here they've solved two problems. Solved yeah, you're looking stylish, and you can eat. <laughs> Can you imagine? You imagine eating your shirt after you've climbed a mountain in it. Mmm. Now there's some good eating. They'll be they'll, they'll be going to be figuring out ways to eat the walls pretty oh, soon. Know. They're e- e- eating their homes. How horrible is that? That's their big innovation. Thank you, North Korea. New clothing that you can eat to avoid starvation. Another fine, fine product from communism. <laughs> All right, so if your 2018 was wrecked by the IRS, uh, don't uh, don't drag that nightmare into 2019. Consider what's at stake when the IRS, um, you know, has you know has your number. When they're in your when they're when they're after you, look out. They have your paycheck, your bank account, your business, even your home. You're smart. Don't deal with the IRS on your own. When you engage Optima, Optima to fight for you. They will protect what is yours. You're getting a proven, award-winning team, a team that can help stop the aggressive collection actions and help put your IRS problem behind you. That's how Optima has saved nearly a billion dollars for their clients. For a free consultation, call them now, 800-699-6140. That's 800-699-6140. You have problems with the IRS? Optima Tax Release. Relief. Call them in now at 800-699-6140. 800-699-6140. It's Optima. Back final hour of the uh, radio program with a cure for cancer. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. Our cancer cure, quoting, will be effective from day one. We have, we believe, in a year's time, a complete cure for cancer. This came from a company out of Israel. We talked to the CEO about his total cure for cancer, even the possibility, in one minute. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Nobody should feel unsafe at their home, period. Fear has no place in, in, in your home. None. Simply Safe has had that mission from day one, and three million families already agree and are now protected with Simply Safe. I remember when this company started with us, you know, I don't know, almost a decade ago, maybe six, seven years ago. Uh, and now they had their commercial on the Super Bowl yesterday. Anybody see the Simply Safe commercial on the Super Bowl? Unbelievable. This is a company that started here with us with I don't know how many employees. And all they did was build a great product and you picked it up and put it in your home and other people saw it and went, I want that. That's easy. That's really simple. It's high tech uh, solutions to your problems. You're never locked down into a contract. There's nobody that is uh, uh, coming in with little booties to wire your house. It's great. Now you can get 10% off. Protect your home the smart and simple way. Get free shipping on any system order right now and 10% off at simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Use that now for 10% off your home security system. Simplysafebeck.com. Dr. Ilan uh, Murad, uh, welcome to the program. He is the founder and CEO of AEBI. It is an Israeli uh, company. Are we talking to you from Israel, sir? Yes, hi. Hi, how are you, sir? Great. Um, tell me, you're getting some pushback on uh, a claim that your company made, I think, last week. Uh, and it's it's a stunning claim. We believe we will offer in a year's time a complete cure for cancer. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, sure. First, I want to clarify uh, some things. Um, we're talking about a concert, uh, concept of curing all kinds of cancer, but it's not one molecule like uh, some of the critics I heard. It's a family of molecules, and it's a personalized medicine. Each cancer patient would give us a piece of his biopsy, and after a short analysis, we would know exactly the profile of his specific cancer. And this uh, cancer patient would get the perfect match of mutato, which is the, the name of this kind of molecule, that would uh, kill his, his uh, cancer. So again, it's not one molecule. It's, it's not a magic bullet. Every person would get his own uh, uh, fitted uh, mutator. Now, when we say, now, when we say uh, cure all kinds of cancer, we, we're not going to do that in one year because we're, we, we start from one and then we would expand the whole, the whole family of mutators to all cancer patients. So when we're talking about a little bit more than a year, we mean that the first mutator would come uh, to the clinical trials and there we'll be able to, uh, to uh, cure patients, actually. So this would be only the first one. And this first one would address the most common cancers, the lung cancer, colon cancer, and head and neck cancers. And, of course, among these cancers, not everyone would be uh, able to enjoy the first mutator because it would, be, have to, it, it would have to be specific to the patients. But later on, we develop more and more uh, kinds of mutators but eventually, in a few years, we will cover all kinds of cancer. Okay. Again, so. what, we, what we mean by, by uh, 
curing uh, cancer patients, we don't mean that we would have an approved drug. This uh, process takes uh, between 7, 10, maybe 12 years from the beginning of the clinical trial. We're not talking about that. We're talking about starting uh, treat, start treating uh, cancer patients, and there in the clinical trials, we'll be able to, to cure them. Okay. And of course, you know what, ha- you know what happens in, in cancer uh, clinical trials? They, they, they start with two groups. One is a controlled placebo group, and the other one gets the treatment. And the minute they see that the treatment helps because it's a deadly disease, they, they stop the placebo group and start giving uh, 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 the, the drug to the other group. And then you can add more and more patients to the clinical trials. So actually, you can treat and cure or cancer patients in, in the clinical trials and not wait until you have an approved drug. So you say, you're, have you tried this on any laboratory animal yet? Because you're a year away, we you say, it. from human trials. Yeah, we tried it on mice. But, you know, uh, I say myself that uh, cancer was, uh, was uh, cured a thousand times on mice. So this is not the point. It's, it's easy to show that mice respond well to, to any kind, many treatments. The, the theory that, uh, that behind this uh, concept is what is uh, so strong. And what is the theory? Okay, the theory is like that. Uh, you know, we started, when we started uh, thinking about how, uh, how, how, how are we going to cure cancer, we, we wanted to understand what, what makes cancer such a devious creature. Why, why does it uh, always come back? And why is there so many side effects? So we thought a lot about this subject, and then we remembered what happened with a uh, long time ago, like uh, three decades ago, with uh, with AIDS. If you remember, uh, if you got AIDS, it it was a death sentence. Correct. And then they then they started uh, giving uh, drugs, developing drugs, and the drugs worked, but only for a little while. Then the virus mutated because you know HIV is very mutagenic creature. Mm-hmm. So. After, after a very short time, it, it uh, mutated, and then the drug stopped uh, working anymore. But then they came up with the idea of the cocktail. And when they, uh, from, from then until now, for more than uh, two decades, people who take the cocktail are not dying from AIDS. Remember Magic Johnson? He lives more than 25 years now with, mm-hmm. with uh, AIDS. I mean, he's not, he's not an AIDS patient. These, these guys are not AIDS patients anymore. They're only carriers. So the virus, for two decades cannot uh, get over the treatment. And, and why is that? Because it's, a, it's, it's not attack on one target. It's an it's a attack on several targets simultaneously. That's why it, it, uh, it, it works so well. So we said, why not uh, use this strategy to, uh, to cure cancer? Because it's, uh, actually, it's the same. You know, a, a HIV is very mutagenic. Cancer cells are very mutagenic. And uh, when they use one drug, it used to work only for a little while. The same thing. So why won't uh, we do the same and, and do a multiple attack on cancer cells and uh, get the, by the same strategy the cancer cells won't be able to escape the, the therapy? Okay, this is one thing. Now we thought about, what about the side effects? You know, chemo is very, very, um, has a lot of side effects because it's not specific. It's but poison. What about uh, drugs like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so actually it's poison, yeah. So uh, I'm not talking about chemo. I'm talking about very specific drugs like antibodies. Antibodies are very specific. So how come there's a side effect with antibodies that sometimes are not so easy on the patient? So we started thinking about it, and it's obvious. You know, cancer cells 
evolved from normal cells by acquiring mutation, more and more mutation, until they became cancer cells. So the same proteins that cause the cancer, they exist on other cells, not cancer cells. So when you, when you give a drug that is very specific to a cancer target, the same target exists on other cells that are not uh, cancerous. So this uh, antibody goes to the cancer cells, but it goes also to non-cancer cells and gives a side effect. So we said, how can we, uh, how can we solve this problem? How can we make the molecule, the drug molecule, specific not to the target, but to the cancer cells? And it was actually the same idea. If you do uh, multiple targeting, but not in a mix like in the AIDS cocktail, but co connect them together, we have what we call the avidity effect. The more, the more, targeting, uh, the more uh, targets that you aim at, if they are connected together, the more specific the, the drug becomes, and the lower the, the concentration of the drug that you have to give to the patient in order to, to, uh, to treat it. So if we do, for instance, triple attack, then we would have to use a very low concentration, mm -hmm. and this concentration won't harm um, uh, other cells now that are not cancerous. So in one package, in one uh, kind of treatment, you get both the, the benefit of both worlds. First, the cancer won't be, uh, be able to escape the therapy, and second, you won't have uh, such a dreadful side effect. Okay, so, so you we have we have a, we uh, let me uh, let me add yep. something. We added another thing. So we added to this complex, we added other, other I mean, we use peptides as, uh, as to target uh, the cancer target. So we have what we call targeting peptides that target the cancer targets on, uh, on the cancer cells. And we added a toxic peptide. Now what it does is, this is what we call a Trojan horse uh, strategy. You know, the cancer thinks that it uh, gets something good it interacts with, uh, with the targeting peptides, and then it pulls in, it makes internalization. And then the whole uh, mutator, which what we call the, this molecule, the whole mutator goes inside the cell, and then the toxic peptide kills the cell from within. Mm. So it's exactly like the Trojan horse. So we have, we have uh, two effects. First, the targeting peptide, they inhibit the cancer from the outside and uh, makes it, the cancer pull them in. And then the toxic peptides kill it from within. So together, the, the, the drug is much stronger. And it doesn't, so, it doesn't allow it to mutate because you've killed all of it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Let, so let me ask you, <clears throat> um, uh, you're getting a lot of heat for this. And people say, this is impossible. It, you, can't, you can't do any of this stuff. This is just trying to get you know, attention for the company or whatever. Why did you make this announcement uh, so early on, what gives you such confidence that before human trials that you have the cure? Okay. You know, we have a very strong uh, theory behind it. And, you know, we started this project four years ago and we didn't, uh, it, we, we didn't want to, uh, to, uh, to advertise it because we were uh, afraid that, uh, um, you know, uh, someone would steal our, our uh, ideas. Mm -hmm. So until we had the, the patents uh, advanced enough, we didn't want to publish it. Then last year we started publishing it, I mean, by getting into um, international uh, conventions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had the best scientists and uh, people uh, high-ranked in uh, far, uh, big pharma. Nobody had a bad word to say about it, and they all were very enthusiastic. 
And even people were waiting for me from one year to another to see what advances we make. So nobody had, nobody could argue with me about the theory. Nobody. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere for something that uh, someone who would, uh, would, um, would have to say something uh, better about it, and nobody can. So it's a very strong theory. Now, we're, we're, people are uh, advertising like uh, publishing an article and so on. So nobody comes to them and say, hey, uh, why do you do that? We want to show people what we do. So we go to, uh, to international conventions, yep. and we want people to, to know about it. So, so, so we, we were looking for, uh, we, we, were, uh, we wanted, uh, we wanted uh, to publish uh, this story. We didn't know that it would make such a big echo all over the world. Well, I mean, you know? uh, doctor, I yeah, appreciate. We actually, I, we we did we didn't know. We just uh, it was just uh, <laughs> um, you know a small article. Yeah. It wasn't a post. I didn't I didn't get it that it would be, be such right. a big story. Well, I I appreciate it, Doctor Murad. We'll be following this and uh, looking for your company to make big moves and and hopefully your theory pans out. Um, but you know when you make the claim that. We've got the cure for cancer. I think that's more than a, a story in one newspaper. The world tends to listen, and I hope that uh, indeed you are correct. Thank you so much, Doctor. You're never more than 60 seconds away from our show. I want to explain why that was important uh, in just a second. We'll come back to that. Uh, let me tell you about 1-800-Flowers. It is Valentine's Day, 10 days away. 10 days. I hate Valentine's Day so much. I hate hate it what are you gonna do oh i don't know let's be romantic let's see go out for dinner oh geez for the love of pete why this is a made-up holiday it ended in a massacre back in the 30s what are we doing all right uh, you got to do something and do not fall into this trap if you're a rookie at marriage I don't want anything. We don't have to. Yes, you do. No matter what she says, yes, you do. So get 1-800-Flowers. Uh, go to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. If you order now, you're going to get 18 stem enchanted rose medley for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure it's beautiful and lovely. And you get 36 for $20 more. So you can double it at uh, 1-800-Flowers.com. But the offer expires Wednesday. Next week is Valentine's Day. Roses from 1-800-Flowers, picked at their peak, shipped overnight. For Valentine's Day, they are the, the authority on roses. 1-800-Flowers.com. Order the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for twenty nine ninety nine, or double the roses for 36 stems at 800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio my, uh, uh, icon and enter the promo code BECK. Order today. 1-800-Flowers.com. Radio code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Well, I didn't understand a damn word that doctor said, so uh, I don't know about anybody else. I mean, I understood what he was saying, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm going to admit something. My doctorate in humanities does not actually make me a doctor. So I admit it this one time I admit it. The reason why I brought him uh, on the air is because the claim of curing all cancer, curing any cancer, is a pretty big deal. 
And he's getting heat on this, and it may be deserved. I don't know. I mean, he's done it on rats, but I liked his answer on rats. You know, anybody can cure cancer on rats and mice. They're pretty easy to cure. Rat cancer is really pretty easy. Who knew? Who knew? Um, Human trials are entirely different. And everybody sets out in human trials thinking this is the one. Well, he's just another guy who says this is the one, but he may be on to something. And here's why I brought him to the table. It seems crazy to say cancer is going to be cured by 2030. MS will be cured by 2030. Uh, Cerebral palsy may be cured by 2020 or 2030. I mean, that seems nuts to say that. It sounds even crazier to say most disease will be uh, eradicated by 2030. But that's the truth. The truth is, and it seems like it's flying planes, but you know, flying cars, but it's not. You know, we've been since the 1939 World's Fair in New York, we were promised flying cars. Flying cars are not are not happening. I mean, maybe Uber gets, but it's not really a flying car. You know, you still got to go to a, like an airport place and it's like an air taxi. Okay, I want a flying car that, you know, drives and if I'm in traffic, I'm like, you know what? And I lift up above everybody else and I'm like, see you later, suckers. That's a flying car. That's what I want. That's what I was promised. That ain't happening. But technology is changing so fast. Things are moving, especially when it comes to medicine, that you have to start making your mind nimble again. You have to start realizing that we are on the verge of miraculous things. But then we have to decide what what are our ethics on those miraculous things. Do you know that they're growing sheep in bags now? Jason, did you know that? No, I haven't heard of that at all. Yeah, I think it's I think it's sheep, sheep or goats. What's the difference? Um, <laughs> except one really freaks me out. Sheep are cute. Goats. They freak me out. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but their goats are spooky. Anyway, um, uh, they're growing them in bags now. You can take a fertilized embryo and grow it in a bag. So, you know, not too long, you'll be able to grow people in a bag. Take the embryo, fertilize it, genetically splice it. Get it exactly right. Throw it in a freezer bag. I know it's a little more complex, but back off, Jack. I'm a doctor. What's the market for bag-grown goats? Is that like a high-demand thing? Uh, no, I think <laughs> no. I think what it is is uh, I, I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna. See, I was going to speculate, but then I thought, nah, it's I growth probably, industry. I yeah, guess. it's a growth industry. I have no idea. I absolutely have no idea. Um, but. The point is, is that when we get to the point to where we can genetically splice, we can do what Dr. Mengele was trying to do. He was trying to wipe out disease. He was trying to wipe out a super, he was trying to wipe out all undesirables. He was trying to create a super race, a genetically superior race with genetically superior uh, brains uh, and brawn. That's what they were trying to do. 
what is the difference between what we're trying to do now and what they were trying to do then? Well, you could say, well, they had their own biases. Well, I want to give you a couple of things. Do you know that they're now working on a pill for loneliness? They now may have found, they say, the genetic makeup of anger. They may have found the genetic uh, markers for for things that make people criminal. They're even starting to say that even your political bias might be genetic. Well, we get to that point. Um, I guess the Mangala thing starts to come back, doesn't it? Whoever is in charge. You're listening to Glenn Beck. LifeLock. 35-day government shutdown. Cybersecurity professionals now say, oops, this is a problem. 130 security certificates. These are the things that keep your websites um, secure. It means all of the patches are, are kept up to date, apparently because the IT staff wasn't around. Some of those certificates, 130 of them, uh, have made now the federal government um, eh, a little less secure. That might have been, in my opinion, might have been, you know, one of those essential employees. But maybe it's just me. Information stolen in a data breach can be used to commit ID theft. Somebody's ID is stolen every two seconds in America. They, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But LifeLock is the best at what they do. Get 10% off your first year. Get protected by using promo code BACK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Join us tomorrow night. We cover the State of the Union dress unlike anybody else. 7.30 Eastern, commercial-free, Facebook, YouTube, or Blaze TV. Joined by Jason Batrill uh, today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I'm on my way to uh, Washington, D.C. I'm going to be in Washington in our Washington Bureau for the Blaze, uh, and I'm going to be covering the State of the Union uh, I'm actually going to the State of the Union, so oof, I'll be in the belly of the beast uh, tomorrow and uh, I'll let you know what that feels like. Um, and we're covering it live beginning at 7.30 Eastern time. And it's commercial free and you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on our Facebook page. Or if you're a subscriber, you can go to blazetv.com. But it's another Blaze Live event uh, and we'll all be... Um, their coverage is hosted by, um, oh, for the love of God, Eric Bowling. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Eric is going to be hosting it. We're, I think part of it is going to be at the Trump uh, Hotel. I think the like the later part of the coverage is, I don't know. But uh, all I know is I have to be in the Capitol. <laughs> oh, I'd rather be in Venezuela. I really <laughs> would rather be in Venezuela. Anyway. Um, you know, we were talking about science here a few minutes ago, and um, scientists are now working on a pill for loneliness. Now, I want you to listen to this and tell me this seems good. I know there had to be people who were listening to me in the last break when I said, hey, when they come up with, you know, genetic responses or whatever uh, genetic reasons, you're a conservative or you believe in God and we can just remove those things. 
you know, how do you feel about the experiments now? And I know there had to be people that rolled their eyes. But listen to this. This is from The Guardian. Loneliness is part of the human condition. It's a primeval warning sign like hunger or thirst to seek out a primary resource, connection. Millions of years of evolution have shaped us into creatures who need social bonds in the same way that we need food and water. And that is true. Over millions of years, we have we have come together and we realize that if we're not in a group, we're in trouble. It's why we immediately kind of we have cliques in school and then we we're likely to join mobs if things aren't right. It, we, we want to be with the group of people that look like they're going to win. And that just comes from the days of sticks and stones. It's hard to compare our collective loneliness against that of previous generations because we haven't been measuring it consistently. But recent estimates suggest that anywhere from 22 to 75 percent of American adults are persistently lonely. A number of culture-wide structural changes might be to blame. More Americans live uh, alone than ever before. Fewer of us are marrying or having children. Our average household size is shrinking. In many cases, this means that, um, you know, there wasn't the path to a nuclear family. Western societies uh, uh, have demoted human gregariousness from a necessity to incidental. We're spending more and more time on our on our own and technology is pushing us there. The trouble is that chronic loneliness doesn't just make you feel terrible. It is actually bad for you. Loneliness uh, elevates your risk of developing cardiovascular disease, neurodegenerative disease, cognitive decline, metastatic cancer, also weakens the immune system, making us more susceptible to infections. Uh, and it can also ossify into a fixed state that changes brain structures and processes. So what are they going to do about it? Well, they are looking now to find a pill for loneliness. And I want to quote the the article and the doctors that are working on this. We are looking for technology. Uh uh, that will cure um, uh, loneliness because technology has sanded away the necessity and inconvenience of interacting with other human beings. But if we can come up with a oral dose of a compound and they explain what it is, it will affect the region of the brain responsible for threat detection, emotional recall, and the anticipation of unpleasant reactions. If we could successfully reduce the alarm system in the minds of lonely individuals, they might just reconnect. Does that sound like the plot of every really scary uh, futuristic movie like the, what is it, The Giver? The Giver, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, and that's what it is, isn't it? Everybody's on a drug. Because emotions are dangerous. Emotions are dangerous. And we're looking at this. We have doctors now that are looking at this. That is frightening. So that suppresses, the, it said, your threat detection as yes. well. And the ability to perceive certain things as dangerous. So if you see a fire or you hear the fire alarm, you'll be like, eh. Threat detection emotional recall and the anticipation of unpleasant reactions your 
your um, normalcy bias would go through the roof. Would go through the roof. How many people would die just from that? Yeah. Not not anticipating a problem. We've become such a, a culture and society of, pain, you know, looking for pain avoidance. When I, I never forget, one of my drill instructors was like, pain is transformative. You know, p- pain lets you know either when to go away or it changes you eventually into something a lot more stronger. I mean, and it's the same for, I mean, there's probably a reason if you're feeling lonely, you should maybe look for more human interaction. You know, like if you if you constantly, I, I I'd rager that most of the people that have made the biggest impact on you know on you know society as a whole have probably gone through considerable pain and failure before they got to where they got to. I don't think you can. I don't think you can actually be a fulfilled human being and realize your potential without serious pain. No doubt. I mean, I I just don't know. I mean, I've asked that of successful people, and they've all gone through their own thing. And they all agree. I've asked that from people who I think are really, really, I think, balanced people and successful emotionally. And they all say the same thing. No, I, you know, if I hadn't have gone through this, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, you know, been here for that and blah, blah, blah. There is no, there is no bad. It's how you, what you do with it that makes it bad or good. Yeah. I've, I've been the, uh, I've had the privilege of protecting a lot of famous people and a lot of like big time, you know, business people. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll never forget this one conversation between one really big time CEO, um, top of all Forbes list type guy, um, and something he had to let go. And he, the guy that he let go was like, you know, did I, did I screw up too much or whatever? And he's like, no, nah, I don't care about that. He was like, he, he said that the reason he was being let go, because he said famous people are, are um, really successful people like the like the position he was at you have to be a big time risk taker you have to be a big time risk taker but you have to accept the fact that you're also going to fail a lot now, i don't care how many times you failed but if you're never willing to take the risk because you're scared of, of of the failure i can't do it i can't do anything with you and that was just so profound to me because so many of us will not we don't want to have that that pain so we won't even take the risk so i talked to bob goff uh, on Friday, Bob Goff is this, just this amazingly pleasant human being. Yeah, uh, that is just looks at the world incredibly different, uh, and he's going to be one of our podcasts coming up soon. Uh, and I talked to him on Friday, and uh, we started with one of the most profound things that he said. If you, Bob, if you had to sum up your the meaning of your life, the message of your life, what would it be? And he said, what would it be like if we all weren't afraid? Think of that. What is it that you're doing right now or not doing because you're afraid? Are you going to a job right now that you despise? You just despise. But you're afraid if you don't, it'll never be this good. You're afraid you won't find something better than this. You won't get the pay. If you don't get the same amount of pay that maybe your family is just going to fall apart. What is it that you're afraid of? What is it? And what would change If you weren't afraid, fear rules the world, either fear or love and fear, especially right now, 
rules the world. What would you do differently today? I was thinking about I was thinking about putting this in front of me every day and just asking that question once a day on the air for myself and for you. What would be different? What would you do if you had no fear? Now, they'll say in the loneliness pill, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take away fear. No, 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 not that way. Not numb to it. You know it. You just don't react to it. People of great courage, people who have done great things. Eisenhower, when he, when he went on to the beaches of Normandy, he was terrified they were going to lose. He wrote the blame he took all of the blame. He wrote a letter that was supposed to go out in case we lost. And it was like, look, I did my best. We all did. Don't blame it on the boys. Blame it on me. I take 100% of the blame. He wrote it before a single boat or plane took off. He had fear. He knew what the consequences were. But he pushed through it anyway. And he did it anyway. Life changes for all of us. If we would just do that one thing. Sponsor this half hour is uh, Goldline. Uh, there are a couple of stories that I pulled out today that I think are astounding. When it comes to gold, there's a couple of things. Venezuela is moving gold down to um, uh, Turkey. Uh, but also, there is a story out today that talks about how um more gold has has been gobbled up uh by the central banks than any time since 1972 that's kind of a big deal that's kind of a big deal central banks know things are changing and they're gobbling up because the US dollar they all believe is going to lose its reserve currency status. When that happens, your world and my world change because the only reason why our dollar is worth so much is because the rest of the world has to have it to buy oil. Once that petrodollar goes away, once the rest of the world says, you know what? I'm not going to bet on the dollar anymore. I'm going to go for gold. Your dollar is worth less and less until it is worthless. Please, please do your own homework. We are at the precipice. This is the beginning of we're just approaching the tippy top of that roller coaster. And when it goes click, 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 just before it comes down, that's, I think, where we're at. Call Goldline now. one goldline Read their important risk information and find out how easy it is and if it's right for you to own gold or silver. one 866 goldline or goldline.com. The New York Times giving you news that you can use. The classic family film Mary Poppins. Racist. Now, this is in a story from the New York Times written by an academic who accuses Dame Julie Andrews of blacking it up. He writes, when the magical nanny. Oh, there. OK, now it sounds like news. Thank you. When 
When the magical nanny, played by Julie Andrews, accompanies her young charges, Michael and Jane Banks, up to their chimney, her face gets covered in soot. But instead of wiping it off, she just powders her nose and cheeks even blacker. This might seem like an innocuous comic scene if the novels didn't associate chimney sweeps blackened faces with racial caricatures. Even though that's not in the movie. When they are singing Step in Time, the naval buffoon Admiral Boom shouts, We're being attacked by the Hottentots. They have to fire the cannons at, quote, those cheeky devils. But if we're sitting there watching the movie, we're in on the joke that these aren't really black Africans. They're grinning white dancers in blackface. It's a parody of Black Menace, writes the New York Times. It's even posted on a white nationalist website as evidence of the film's racial hierarchy. Oh, well, if it's been posted on a website, you know it must be true. (laughs) Fans of the New York Times, even readers of the New York Times, apparently racist. One wrote in the comic section, I think this might be a reach. She was friends with a chimney sweep. She, She went out and she danced with him and she got soot on her face. But maybe I'm not remembering it correctly. The author posted this line uh, uh, online after his article was published. I want you to know the chief reason I wrote this article was the hope that Disney executives would read it and take another look at the forthcoming Dumbo remake and ask if there was anything maybe just a little bit racist that they might want to rethink before it hits the big screen. All right. Well, Mr. Pollock... I would like to just comment here that your racism is sickening. I noticed that you wrote the chief reason. Do you have a problem with indigenous Americans? What is that dig all about? We all know, no matter what your answer is, Mr. Pollock, you have some sort of hatred for indigenous peoples. I don't know what it is, but it's not welcome around here. Off to Washington, D.C. for our State of the Union uh, address. That will be tomorrow at 7.30. Blaze coverage, unlike the other coverage you might find elsewhere. It'll be commercial-free, Facebook, YouTube, and blazetv.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck.